The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University Podcast, episode 250. 250. We made it. Yes. To 250. That's I just remember you mentioning. It's a quarter of a thousand. <laughs> you always throw some kind of math in that makes me have to think about it for a second. Like minus two plus fun. Five, yeah, I'm like. Uh, I, have, well, I have quick okay. math skills. Yeah. So, so. I mean, I'm. I mean. I thought I was good at math until I met you. So thank you for that, putting me in my place. No worries. Um, Episode 250 is tips for new dads in the delivery room. Mm. The good old delivery room. Yeah. So if you're going to be a new dad, this one's for you. You've got a baby on the way and you just happen to be listening to the Dad University podcast. If you already have a child, but you're going to have another one at some point, maybe you can take some advice And do it a little differently this time if you made some uh, critical errors. Only you will know. Um, We do have a bunch of like pregnancy videos or (laughs) videos, uh, podcasts. Yeah. And so people, you know, can certainly listen to that kind of stuff. But um, be sure to check that stuff out after you're done listening to this one. Yeah. YouTube. Um, we have listeners from all over the U S I can prove it cause I can show our statistics. <laughs> okay. I believe um, it. yeah, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's so fascinating <laughs> to see stuff from, uh, uh, you know, other countries. Um, but here in the U S the majority of births are done in a hospital. I mean, that's just, I can't say that I know where other people are born in other areas, but there are deliveries outside the hospital and, and that happens. Um, it's becoming more popular, And so we recognize there are other scenarios. So we're calling it a delivery room, but there could be a, you know, granted, you could use the term labor and delivery center, a birthing center. You might be delivering it at home. Uh, There could be all kinds of scenarios. So these tips are actually, regardless of where you are delivering the baby, we're calling it the delivery room, but it just means it's where the baby's being Being born. born. Yeah. I guess I could have said that tips for new dads, wherever the baby's being born, (laughs) but that's not as search friendly. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) we're SEO in this. Yeah. We're optimizing that. Yes. So, um, yeah, this can, these tips will happen, you know, wherever. So for me, I was pretty lucky because, my wife uh, was a labor and delivery nurse. Mm-hmm. So I had a little bit of a leg up. Um, she's had been a labor and delivery nurse for years before we had our first child. And it was interesting because she said it was so much different, obviously going through it herself. Um, and she obviously had a lot of empathy for people or a lot more empathy after yeah. afterwards. Like, sure, oh, sure. wow, you were complaining about this, you know, and thinking that it's not that big of a deal. And right, then when she yeah. had to go through it, yeah. you know, it, it became a little bit different. So, she was familiar with many of the things that were happening in, um, you know, the, de- the delivery room. I will also say in, that her doctor was her boss. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so that in itself also lended a little bit of like um, VIP service, if sure, you will, yeah, like, you exactly. know, where we may have been able to do things that other yeah. people weren't like, you know, being yeah. places and me being in areas yeah, that I would know, access. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it was, we were very, you know, we were VIP at least sure. I'd like to think. <laughs> um, so we're making the assumption that you as the father listening are going to be in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. 
That's the assumption. Um, Because if you only get one thing from this podcast, if you just, you know, from all the different things we're going to talk about, understand that your main purpose in the delivery room is to support her. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like that's the main thing is to support her. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's your child as well. And yes, you want to experience the birth of your child and you want to share that experience with your wife. Um, But we have to be honest. She carried the baby for nine months and um, you got the easy job on this one. (laughs) So she's going through the, yeah, she's going through the physical process of labor Count yourself lucky. Yeah, he yeah. said. He's like, all I could do is go. Wow, that must hurt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> so, here's a couple of things, couple tips that I want to mention, and uh, you know, I think it'll make make things go a little bit easier. First, find out what she expects from you. Mm-hmm. Expectations always the killer. You don't want to find out afterwards. Right. That she was expecting you to hold her hand and instead you were busy taking videos and taking (laughs) pictures because you were so excited. (laughs) Like you want to know beforehand. So have that conversation and understand, ask her, literally ask her, what are the expectations, if any, that you might have for me Mm. during labor? What, What do you want me to do? You'll get some points just for asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying you have to do them all, but at least ask the question so you know what you're dealing with. Right, yeah. That's the important part. So just you want to find out beforehand. Understand expectations will be, you know, it's much easier. Right. Number two, know your limits. So here's what I wanted to tell you. If you haven't, maybe this is going to be your second kid, but if it's going to be your first child. Birth is not the cleanest process. In other words, it can be messy. Yeah. Stuff happens. If you get squeamish by the sight of blood and you know, you don't want to see that. That's fine. Yeah. It's okay. You shouldn't be obliged to do anything that you don't want to do or see anything that you don't want to see. Yeah. Um, but you're not pass out from totally. Stuff. No, I mean, that, and, and I think people feel pressure. Sure. You know, you feel pressure. I have to be in blah, 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 or I have to be right there. Usually births provide options. You can sometimes be right down in it. (laughs) If the doctor allows that, you know, and you can right be right there. There's other situations where you can be up near the head. Yeah. um, And you can be there. Head of the mouth. Yes, the head, not the head of the baby. Yeah, that's good, good point. Yeah, Thanks I just want to bring that There's two heads going on here. Um, yeah, um, you just have to find the expectations and balance that. So when you add the expectations that you have with her, what her expectations are, with your ability to know your limits, that's where you can come together and be like, you know what? I don't think that's for me. Yeah. And she'll have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, But you'll have to balance that. And that's your own thing. So that's why you want to have the discussion beforehand, not beforehand, meaning the day of or the day (laughs) before um, much before. Sure. So you have six months to argue. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Argue your point. Yeah. Right. Um, Number three, be her advocate. So does she need something from the doctor? Is she uncomfortable? Is the staff not providing the level of attention that 
she should be getting. You need to step up and be the advocate and be the person who is asking those questions or being her voice. And it's not because she's not capable, but it's because you want her to concentrate on the birth. Sure. You want her to be focusing on the baby. You want to be focusing on for what she needs to do. She shouldn't be worrying about the doctor or the nurse or the pillow or the blanket or whatever it is that she needs. And so if she can communicate those things to you, you need to be the one to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, that's pretty self self-explanatory. Yeah. You have to be her advocate. You need to be her voice. Um, and, and express that to her too. Like I'm going to be the one dealing with the doctor. You let me know. Yeah. I'll handle it. Right. Number four, stay calm. This is probably the hardest one. <laughs> yeah, really. It is really hard when you are excited, not only excited, but you have to deal with family. Um, you could, you know, if the family is not necessarily easy to deal with, you have stress, just the stress of the baby, the health of the baby. You're worried about the baby. Uh, and labor can take a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, you want to remain calm the best that you can because you're hoping that remaining calm will help her remain yeah, calm. Exactly. And that's going to be better for the baby. Two, two babies. At Correct. The same time. <laughs> Correct. So just you remaining calm the best you can will help her remain calm and that's going to be best for the baby. So right. that's what you're thinking about is what is best for the child and remaining calm and everybody being calm is going to be best. Right. Uh, number five, this is just a guarantee. Expect the unexpected. Mm. You have to be flexible. And it's funny. My wife as a labor and delivery nurse used to say these women would come in with birthing plans like they have it all written down. Right. Like here's how it's going to go. Here's the blueprint yeah, of the birthing here's, experience. Yeah, here's exactly how it's going to go. I want this and this, and then this is going to happen. And and never happens yeah. the way that they think it's going to happen, <laughs> you know? And so the, you know, you can have the best plan in the world and think that everything's going to go a certain way. And there is absolutely no guarantees. There are so many variables when it comes to having a child mm -hmm. that you have to be ready for the unexpected. You have to expect that something might change or right. that something might go different, mm -hmm. not necessarily even bad or something's going to go horribly wrong, but you just have to roll with the changes right. and, and things like that can happen. So, I mean, you might be easy. Oh, it's going to be another three hours, right. you know? Or, oh, they've got to do this because this happened. You know, something comes up, you just have to adjust. Yeah. And so if you are expecting that the unexpected is going to happen, you're going to be better off. Right. Um, you have a big responsibility. I mean, as, you know, the advocate and as the voice in the room, it's your responsibility to take care of these things and, yeah. and, and to be there for her support. And. It, it is a big deal and it's important and your role is important, you know, regardless if you are, you know, in charge of the breathing and doing that. We didn't have to do that. It was because of the situation we were in. Um, I mean, so, I mean, she had C-section, so, you know, oh, right. she had, you know, so it, it, it wasn't by choice and sure. she had to. Yeah. Yeah. And so. You know, so it was more like, you know, the timing was prepared. It's like we know what the date is. We could be able to prepare. So it's a different situation and yeah. everybody has different situations. Sure. Um, you just don't want to be in an emergency situation and not be prepared for that. Right, so right. you just you have to work as a team. You want to be there for her. Um, and, and hopefully it'll go a little bit smoother. You know, it, it for us, 
it was an amazing experience, mm-hmm. you know, and granted, like I said, I, I probably give a lot of praise to my wife because she had that prior experience. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly what to expect sure. and knew what, you know, when something was happening, it was happening because of this. Yeah. Um, that can be uh, an interesting thing too, is because she knew before, of course I did that like our daughter had some issues and had some complications, which I had no idea, yeah. but she did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she knew exactly she what was going said, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she didn't say like, didn't worry me or didn't, you know? And so those are the kinds of things like, you know, just having that knowledge can be a bad thing actually. Like, mm. cause you get worried without, you know, if, you, if you're sort of naive to it, you don't even know what's going on. Right. Like, oh, the, no, the doctor's putting in this and, you know, to the doc or to the baby's mouth and putting it in whatever. Okay. Why are they doing, you know, you wouldn't, you're just not questioning it as much. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. So anyways, anyone has any feedback, tell us about your experience, good, bad, uh, maybe some suggestions or things that worked well for you. Alan, what should they do? You should email us podcast at daduniversity.com or maybe hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. MySpace. Uh, Dad University or Dad Univ. Uh, please go to the YouTube channel and check out the videos that are there. Maybe leave some comments if some of them are correlated to this uh, particular podcast. Um, and maybe, again, talk about your experiences. We'd love to hear that. Yep. And if you do nothing else, maybe please go to the place you're listening to us on. Leave a review. Five stars. Thumbs up. It'll really help perpetuate the show. Share it with your friends. And if you know someone who's having a baby, share it with them. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.